Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette. And as always, here with me is Omar Pozos. What's up, you guys? How's everybody doing today? Well, I'm <laughs> I'm feeling pretty excited because yeah. a week from today, we are leaving for our first or actually I think our first true vacation together as a couple, and definitely our first since really being business owners and being just like diving headfirst into the business. It's it's hard to step away and take a vacation. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, and it's stressful nonetheless, just to plan everything and me being the way I am. I'm like, I want to know where, you know, things are. I'm like, I want to know the best meals to eat, the best things to do. So I'm like, I'm like, I just want to, you know, plan for this as much as I can, but oh, here's yeah. to us. Ready? He is a planner. You guys, like, <laughs> he yeah, is going to be like everything for this trip is way different than any other trip I've ever taken because literally everything is so planned out. It's the, the type A side of him, but yes. you know what? It's good because it keeps me a little bit more organized than <laughs> I would. I definitely more so was like the type of traveler that would just like figure things out as I went typically. So it's, it, this is a different experience for me, but well, I'm excited. I mean, it's planning, but with flexibility. Cause like, I want to know what thing, where, where to go if, if I have free time, but I'm not like stuck to this schedule. Cause like, I, I like to yeah. have options. Um, and that's kind of what it is like for you. Just like, yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there. I'm like, no, I'm like, I, I kind of want to know where like <laughs> the markets are and like the cool attractions or museums or whatever it is that we're doing. Um, that doesn't mean we have to go see it all in one day or in, in, in the days that we're there, but I'm like, I at least want to know what I can do. Yeah, that's fair. You yeah. know? But I mean, you know, I don't think we've actually even shared what it is we're doing, where we're going. So we're going to be spending 10 days in Europe, um, split between my two favorite cities in the world, Paris, France, and Barcelona, Spain. Woo, and ready? <laughs> I think that's just like what's been going on inside your head yes, for the oh. last few weeks. Yeah. But we leave exactly a week from today, except that this podcast episode we're actually saving to come out while we're on the trip. So while you guys are listening to this, we are hopefully relaxing and enjoying ourselves. <laughs> not, not, not to brag, but we'll probably be... Uh, uh, walking around, you know, being Parisians and uh, Barcelonians. Is that what we say? Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll that, be, uh, that sounds right. <laughs> European travelers for the week. But because, you know, we've been sharing a little bit about this trip and kind of how we're getting ready for it and things, I definitely got a lot of questions around how do we prepare for our vacations? And I know this is always a common topic, especially whenever we have new clients coming in. A lot of times they stress out about like, oh my gosh, but I have this vacation coming up. Like maybe I shouldn't get started with my health and fitness journey now because, you know, oh, this vacation's going to throw me off. And I just want to kind of talk a little bit about that because vacations, travel, it's part of life. And yeah. you should know how to essentially fit that into your overall healthy lifestyle. And that doesn't have to mean being extremely rigid to where now you're like 
never enjoying your vacations, you're not relaxing, you're not having a good time, or going to the other end of the spectrum where you just go all out crazy and you just end up feeling terrible. You either like binge on the vacation or you just leave feeling like you overate or you did too much. And then now you kind of go into the spiral of overexercising and restricting when you get back. And it just feeds into that unhealthy cycle. And we're not about that life. Um, Our clients are not about that life. And that's kind of what we teach here. And so I want to share a little bit with you guys of really the the essentially a four steps we more so take when it comes to us personally preparing for a vacation and making sure that we can fit that into our lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, um, when when you were saying, Vanessa, like the, the clients and, and the people that we talked to that are like, you know, I've got this coming up or I've got, you know, a work trip coming up and they're like, I don't know if I should sign up right now. And usually what I tell to those people is like, look, you know, do you want something that lasts long term? It's like most of the answers like, yeah, it's like, do you think you're going to be busy again or have another trip again in the future? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, then wouldn't you want the most help and support right now when you are busy, when you are going into these things so that you can have these new habits stick forever? Because otherwise, you know, if you have to clear your schedule for our program to work or for any weight loss program to work, then it's never going to work because that's not realistic. It's not, that's not the reality of life, right? So it's like, I want you to be as busy as you can so that you can have the most help and support when you are busy. That way, when you aren't as busy, it'll be that much easier. Exactly, exactly. So I know we've talked a little bit. See, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm excited. (laughs) I know we've talked a lot or not, uh, I don't know how much we have, but I know we have had at least one episode where we talked about traveling and tips for traveling and things like that. I think that was actually, that was like a year and a half ago and we were more so um, really reflecting in that episode about how we managed the trip that we had just gone on when we went for a week to Charleston for your friend's wedding. wedding. Um, And so we kind of were reflecting on that one, but I realized we haven't ever done an episode where we actually talked about what we do before the trip and how we prepare mentally and what we pack and all the different things. So that's really what I want this episode to be about. So number one, what we really do when- I can't find it, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If you scroll back, you'll find it. It was from about a year and a half ago. It was like spring twenty whatever that was, 2021. It's like how to go on vacation without the weight gain or, or something. Or it was like, like tips that. for traveling. Something along, something those, along lines. those lines. But anyway, um, number one, what do we do when it comes to actually vacationing and really trying to manage a vacation without having the repercussions on our physical and mental health? Number one, we always ask ourselves questions before we go so that we can actually prepare for knowing what success is going to look like for us on that trip. Because the reality is you have to set clear goals or intentions going into a trip or else you won't ever even know if that trip was like, quote unquote, good or bad. Yeah. Otherwise, regardless of how it goes, you'll probably come back and you'll probably criticize yourself for how it went. You'll probably be like, well, you know, I overate then and I felt terrible then and I was lazy then. And, you know, I think that's what a lot of people tend to do because we are typically hard on ourselves. But if you go into the trip already knowing these are the things that I am working on. This is what would have to happen for me to feel like this was a successful trip. Then you can walk away from that trip knowing whether or not you hit those markers for success. Yeah. But it's not as easy as just like defining this is what success is. It's that's kind of a broad question, right? So I really always like to start with our clients and with ourselves by asking a few simple questions to kind of get you thinking about this. So the first question I always ask is, what do you want to feel like when you return? 
And this is a really important thing to consider. I think it's like start with the end in mind and then you can backtrack to figure out what you have to do to get to that end result of how you want to feel when you actually return from the vacation. Because, you know, vacations, they can be an amazing time for you to really relax and enjoy just a break from your normal day-to-day life. And that's super, super important to your overall health. We've talked about the detrimental effects of stress on the body. And we've talked before about the importance of having relationships and connection and a social life and how that does impact your health and how that really does. There are studies to show that this stuff is super, super important to your overall health just as much, if not more, than physical exercise. So it's really important that we are having these breaks in our lives for our actual true health. But sometimes vacations, traveling, these things can be a little bit physically difficult on our bodies. You know, if we're talking about like with us going to Europe, that's a long flight. You know, we're traveling from Tampa. You know, we have a layover. Like it's going to be a lot of traveling that's physically hard in the body. The time change is physically hard in the body. And then considering the fact that we're going to be eating a lot of foods that we wouldn't normally eat, that can be physically hard in the body. We're going to be on our feet a lot, walking around. That can be tough. Like there are some physical strains that come from traveling, but there also are going to be the mental strains yeah. of just knowing what it is that you want to achieve, knowing where you are in relation to your overall physical and just um, health and fitness goals, because that's important to consider. If we are having, you know, too many drinks at the dinner with friends and then you wake up the next morning and you feel hungover, like that might affect how you feel about yourself. So, if, again, we start with the end in mind, we identify how do we want to feel when we actually return from the trip, then we can just reverse engineer that effect to know what do we need to do in order to feel that way. And mm. I, I love that approach, Vanessa, because it's it's looking ahead and saying, okay, how do I look or want to feel or look on the other side of things is a perfect way to really set a course of action into how you go into about doing these things. Because I'll be totally honest, part of the reason I, and this is probably my first time really sitting down and doing all this, because in the past, I was kind of um, a little nervous to do anything like this, because it almost held me accountable, or it it really kind of helped me uh, visualize what it is that I wanted to do. And instead, what I wanted, or what I did in the past was I was like, I'm going to go in there with no intentions at all, because that way I don't feel as bad if I, you know, eat a a ton of stuff that I wasn't supposed to eat or just drink in excess amounts or really eat in excess amounts. And now this way, I feel like it's going to give me, if anything, a little bit of structure. And it might sound counterintuitive to where you're like, well, if I'm on vacation, I don't want any structure at all. I'm like, and I totally get that. But if you sit down and you're like, hey, you know, at the end of my trip, I don't want to feel uh, like I was a jerk to my body or I don't want to feel like I overate or bloated or just, you know, disgusted to where I come back and have to feel like I have to restrict myself. Then like, hey, setting a little bit of boundaries is actually a good thing so that you can feel the way you want to feel after the fact. Yeah. yeah. So how do you want to feel when you get back from the trip? For me? So this is kind of funny. Um, I said, um, like, I want to enjoy myself, but without feeling guilty um, of all this stuff and, and really food that I, you know, tried or, or, or really, uh, enjoyed or, or just, uh, you know, was open to trying. Um, I said, you know, like I want to experience the culture the food, the treats, but then not feel like I have to eat everything that's in front of me just because it's there. Like I want to make a, um, a, a conscious decision to be like, oh, you know what this, I don't know if we're going to Paris. I'm like, this croissant looks delicious or this, 
I don't know. Uh, what, are, what are other Parisian or French food? <laughs> 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 Only I should know this. That's I should know eating. this because <laughs> I should know this because I took French. But you know, like I, I want to make a conscious effort to be like, hey, you know what? That looks really good. So I'm going to try it and not just be like, oh, I'm gonna pick on that. I'm gonna try that just because it's in front of me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you want to come back feeling not guilty, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Like okay. I want to immerse myself in the cultures. And if that means enjoying a great meal, then so be it. But not to where I can be like, you know what? I ate, you know, 10 snacks on the plane just because they were there when that really wasn't what I was trying to do. Like that's not me immersing myself in the French or, or Spanish culture. It's me just eating because it's there. Yeah. Okay. So then when you get back, like you arrive back, you just got off the plane from Europe, like how, like, Picture yourself in that moment. How do you want that to feel? Visualizing. Um, And that's the point of this question is we don't even want to think about what's happening during the trip. mm -hmm. We want to think about after the trip. What does that feel like? Oh, that's a great question. So for me, I would say uh, like I want to feel relaxed. Um, I would would love to feel like I made some amazing memories with you. Um, And more than anything, just uh, uh, yeah, I I think relax is kind of the way I want to go. Like I want to, you know, with us working so hard in the business lately, um, I want to put myself away from the business, not think about it for a couple of days and hopefully feel relaxed and really refreshed. Mm, How about you? Oh, I love that too, because that right there, now you're identifying, okay, I want to feel relaxed. And so now, you know, once we'll get into the next questions, but now mm-hmm. once you have that end in mind, now you can say, what do I have to do? What has to happen in order for me to feel relaxed when I get home? Yeah. And now that's like your North star and that's what's guiding your decision-making. But for me personally, I also was thinking like, I want to feel really relaxed and that's, I was kind of stealing your (laughs) words, but I also had that written down when I went over this um, myself. I was journaling about this yesterday, but that's the whole point of this vacation is for us to take some time away, to relax, to unwind and to come back feeling refreshed, feeling energized and ready to dive back into work with like a clear mind. And so now I know if I'm, you know, thinking about my decision-making during the trip, I'm going to keep that end goal in mind of, I want to feel energized. I want to feel relaxed. That's going to help guide my decision-making. But the other thing that I also noted is that I want to feel really, really proud too, because that's a good word. This is the thing I've, you know, I've, we've gone on multiple trips really throughout our time. Um, like in the past few years, like during different ebbs and flows of our health and fitness journey. So I've experienced a lot of ups and downs through different trips but I actually have not been to Europe. Um, well, I would say the last big Europe trip I had was in college when I went to Spain. And that was honestly a big, I would say, downfall for me in my health and fitness journey. I've talked a lot about the year in my college experience where I gained about 30 pounds in a year. A big chunk of that while was while I was abroad in Spain. And that was because I did a lot of essentially binge eating, binge drinking, a lot of just not treating my body well, a lot of feeling physically and mentally bad. And now I have that memory to be able to say like, I don't want to feel that way. I want to feel proud of how I spent this trip to where I found the balance between doing the things that help me relax and unwind, having the sangria, having the food, like chilling out, just doing the things that are relaxing, but also finding the balance between not going too far to where now I physically feel bad because I do still want to feel energized when I get back as well. I don't want to feel like I need to take another vacation to unwind from From the the other vacation. vacation. (laughs) So that's a big one. Now we've identified kind of our end goal in mind. Now the, the next question I like to ask our clients and I ask myself when I prepare for trips is, 
what does progress during this trip look like for you? And this is an important one to consider because I, you know, like I was just doing there a second ago, you can often think back on past trips and really identify like, you know, where I might've quote unquote messed up or where did things maybe go in a direction that I didn't want them to go. And what those are is not reasons to shame ourselves. Those are simply opportunities to now look at how we can improve upon this trip. And it's not to say we're going to go from zero to 60 of just, oh, this trip was so terrible. I walked away feeling horrible. I gained 10 pounds across that trip. So this trip, I'm going to be super dialed in. I'm going to be, you know, restrictive and I'm not going to enjoy myself. I'm going to do all these things to make sure that I, you know, lose weight on the trip. Like, no, it doesn't have to be from one end of the spectrum to the other. It can be as simple as identifying one little thing that maybe you didn't do as well the last time and saying, hey, This time, I'm going to just be a little bit better at that one thing. And now that one thing is going to be a way for me to measure my success and measure my progress. So ultimately getting us back to that place of identifying what does success on this trip look like for you? Yeah. And using it, like you said, as a North Star. And then honestly, at times, like when you're in a situation, you can even ask yourself like, hey, so like for me, like, is this meal or is this action I'm about to take or indulge in going to make me feel more relaxed or less relaxed when I come back from the trip and really asking yourself those questions almost um, kind of put you in a position to where like you can like analyze the situation and be like yeah maybe this isn't really what I want I just I'm doing it because other people are doing it or because you know you're doing it Vanessa or my friends or my family whatever that might look like um, okay so what's for you Omar what does progress on this trip look like for you? Yeah, that's another good question. So I think, and you've said it before, Vanessa, it's not an on and off switch. It's more of like a dimmer, right? So this go around for me, I want to really take the time, first of all, to really listen to my hunger cues. Like I said, for me, I'm the kind of person that, because we don't really keep a lot of, you know, uh, let's say processed food in the house or anything like that. Like when I go out and about, like I want to have it just because I don't get to have it at home, but that's just kind of how I automatically operate. But this time I want to listen to my hunger cues. And like I said, you know, I'm okay with eating and not being restrictive. And honestly, I mean, I want to have some great desserts and all that stuff, but I want it to do it all in a way where I still continue to have a well-balanced meal. And what I mean by that is, you know, have a meal where there is a good bit of a good uh, lean uh, source of protein, some good carbs, some 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 good fats, and I think you know we're gonna have those. But again, like I said, I want to eat when I'm hungry, not because a meal is there or a snack is provided to me. Mm, got it. So it sounds like in the past when you've gone on vacations and trips and things, you would just more so eat whenever there's an opportunity to eat, not necessarily asking yourself like do I feel hungry? Do I actually want this right now? Do I need this right now? It's more so just like, oh, here's an opportunity to eat. I'm going to eat the food. Oh yeah. I mean, I would get like major FOMO. I'm like, if he's having that, or if you're having that, Vanessa, I'm like, I want to try it just because you're having it. Like I could have literally have just finished the meal, but I see you eating, I don't know, whatever the heck you're eating. I'm like, I want to have it too. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a normal thing. And I think that's why I was kind of digging more into that is because it's really important for you to identify where the things are that you personally struggle with. Because a lot of times we often think that the things that we're personally struggling with, everybody must be struggling with that thing. So we don't even like voice it out loud. We don't really truly label it and acknowledge what the thing is. But labeling it 
acknowledging what is the thing that you want to work on is really the first step to actually being able to work on those things. We have to bring awareness to it first and yeah. foremost. Was it name it to tame it? Yeah, exactly. So for me personally, what progress on this trip looks like is no binge eating, no going to bed, feeling uncomfortably full, feeling physically, essentially almost like physically sick. And I say this because this is something that I have done a lot in the past on vacations and on these kinds of um, really big, like exciting trips is I go a little bit too far. (laughs) I go to the end of the spectrum where now I'm, you know, oh, I've been kind of restricting myself in preparation for this trip. Maybe I was in a cutting phase and I was eating lower calories and I was a little bit more restrictive with my food. And it's like I would cross over the line of like, oh, now I'm on vacation. Now I'm just going to enjoy myself and eat all the things. But the reality is, I would end up day by day feeling worse and worse. Physically, I would get more and more bloated. I'd have less and less energy. And I would just get closer and closer to that place to where I almost would just like not want to be there anymore because I'd be like, oh, I feel physically bad. I just want to go home and go back to like restricting and kind of undo this. And I don't want to feel that way. So for this trip, I really want to make sure that I'm spreading out my food across the day and go to bed at night not feeling overly full, but just feeling satisfied and feeling excited for the next day's opportunities to eat more fun things again in moderation. Absolutely. So that's progress for me. Yeah, I love it. And then the last question to really help guide us into identifying what success looks like for us is how flexible can you be? And this is an important one to consider because I think a lot of people just assume that like, well, if I'm on any type of health and fitness journey, you know, maybe I'm currently working with a coach and I'm paying money for this. So I need to get every penny out of this by making sure that every single day, even while I'm on vacation, I am making progress. And I don't think that that's necessarily true, number one, but I want people to really understand that like there's, there's different reasons for different people to maybe be a little bit more flexible versus a little bit more strict. You know, there are times where we might have clients or might have people that are just working towards a very specific goal with a very specific deadline. And it might be a tighter deadline. And they might say, you know what? It's more important to me right now that I hit that goal, that I meet that deadline, than it is for me to fully let loose and unwind on this vacation the way I might have for other vacations. And I recognize that I might have other vacations in the future where I can unwind a little bit more. So for that reason, I'm going to be a little bit more dialed in on this trip. For most people like ourselves, they're not necessarily in that position to where they can be a little bit more lenient with their health habits. And that's not a bad thing. Again, that's not an unhealthy thing. It's healthy to enjoy yourself, to relax, to unwind, to build connections, to foster relationships. Like that is health. That is healthy. And so we need to recognize that and just identify, can I be a little bit more flexible or should I be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say strict, but a little bit more focused on my, yeah, a little bit more structured. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. So Omar, with that question in mind, how flexible can you be? Um, well, to be honest, I mean, it kind of goes back to like my original questions, like what does success look like to me? Right. In this point or in this point of my life right now, like we don't have other than of course our upcoming wedding, like I don't have anything else that could prevent me from like being super structured to where I can say, hey, I'd rather, you know, 
not uh, experience some of the things because I have, uh, I don't know, an event coming up or something like that. So for me, I'm, I have a good bit of flexibility. I've actually just finished up a cut not too long ago, meaning I was in a good bit of, of a caloric deficit. So I'm working on slowly building up my calories again. And my goals are changing a little bit because I want to put on some more muscle. Um, and funny, I just started working with our great coach or not great, amazing coach. <laughs> she would kill me if she heard this. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just started working with her and I'm super excited. So we've come up with a game plan for me to be flexible, uh, meaning I'm still going to uh, basically eat whatever I want to eat, but in a in, in moderation, because at the end of the day, like I said, I don't want to overindulge and end up feeling worse after it but I want to experience things that we don't get to experience very often. And to be quite honest with you, one of the things that I've started doing, and you've, you kind of helped me really get some clarity on all this, you know, before a couple of days ago, I was, I was chatting with you and I was, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but I was saying, you know, I'm going to stop eating ice cream or peanut butter cups until I get to the trip. And you're like, well, I want to challenge you a little bit on that. And I think you should have it here as well so that when you get on the trip you don't feel like you have to fall in that all or nothing mentality and I've actually I was like you know that's a great point because the more I restrict myself the more I'm going to want to push on the complete opposite side when we get there it's a so, natural human tendency yeah. to want to push back against restriction Absolutely. so if you restrict now you're going to end up setting yourself up to want to be a little bit more like rebellious Indulgent. once you're yeah. like, well, I'm on my vacation. Yep. Now I'm going to have the things that I wasn't allowing myself to have before I got here. Exactly. So I've, I've actually made it an effort to like where I literally eat an ice cream bar every night or peanut butter cups or whatever that looks like. So that when I get to our trip, I don't have to eat, you know, that second or third croissant. I don't know why I keep getting stuck on croissants. <laughs> He's really excited <laughs> about the croissants, you guys. But <laughs> when I get there and I have the opportunity, like if, if I eat one and, and I listen to my hunger cues and I'm like, you know what, one's plenty, then I don't have to have the second or third one because I know that regardless of whether I'm at home or on a trip or on vacation or whatever that looks like, I can still have those things. Does exactly. that make sense? Oh, it's and I'm so glad that you're pointing that out because that's a huge thing yeah. for, you know, we work with a lot of clients that have had binge eating tendencies or just have had a little bit more of like that disorder type of eating behavior in the past. And these are a lot of the things that we do work through because this is the processes that I've worked through myself to overcome binge eating in the past. And that yeah. is allowing yourself the flexibility. There's science to support that if you actually allow yourself to feel that feeling, like experience just the, the, the chemicals in the brain that come from eating the treats that is normally like this off-limit foods and allowing yourself to feel safe in that experience of having that, then when you go into these places where you're a little bit more out of your normal routines, you're a little bit out of your normal environment, you feel like less in control and you would normally in the past feel a little bit more inclined to start binge eating because again, it's this out of control feeling that leads to that. Instead, you don't go that far into the spectrum because you're feeling like, well, this isn't that abnormal for me. I right. have treats. I experience this feeling at home on a daily basis. This is normal. So instead, I can just be a little bit more present in this moment, enjoy this delicious, flaky, buttery croissant. Back to the croissant. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy it, but not feel yeah. inclined to just overdo it because I just suddenly feel out of control with this experience. And for me personally, going back to what is my level of flexibility for this trip, I honestly have a good bit of flexibility when it comes to essentially like the amount of food I can eat because, you know, I've been working through my hormone health journey for the last four months or so at this point. 
And, you know, as a lot of you know from listening to the last couple episodes where I talked about my adrenal fatigue experience um, and, you know, some of the different issues that also have been going on that I didn't really talk about yet, we will get to eventually in the podcast as far as um, my gut health issues and some different things going on, sex hormone issues. You know, I've been very, very, um, I guess, fortunate in that we've been eating a lot of food because that's part of helping my body feel very safe right now and helping lower the stress levels is actually increasing my caloric intake. So I'm actually eating more calories than I've really ever eaten on a consistent basis. So I absolutely don't feel restricted at all. At times, I actually have trouble eating enough food because it is so much that I definitely don't feel like I'm going to have any inclination to need to eat because of like coming out of a cut phase where it's a little bit more normal to feel a little bit more just slightly restricted because we were having to execute a lot of like self-control and a lot of um, just like overriding some of those feelings of hunger that come from that. Whereas I don't really ever have to override the feeling of hunger. So I don't feel like I'm going to be triggered in that situation. However, I do have a little bit less flexibility when it comes to food quality. And that's because, again, going back to just where my health has been, I've made a lot of progress in my health markers over the last four months um, from dialing in the types of foods I'm eating, following a little bit more restrictive protocols, things that are temporary. These are not going to be forever. But that being said, I do want to continue to feel really good. So that means personally for me, I'm going to continue to not eat any gluten on this trip. So, you know, we're going to be um, going to some gluten-free restaurants here and there. I'm going to be going to some gluten-free bakery so I can get my gluten-free croissant. Um, <laughs> there's going to be some of that, but I am going to be a little bit more flexible in terms of some of the other things that I have been cutting out recently. So like I'm going to be allowing myself to have a little bit of alcohol in moderation. I'm going to be allowing myself to have some dairy in moderation. I'm going to allow myself to have some of these things, but I'm just going to really stay aware of the amount that I'm consuming and be a little bit less flexible there just because, again, I want to keep that end goal in mind. I want to feel physically good. I want to feel energized. I don't want to feel like I need to take another vacation after this vacation. Yeah. So it sounds like it'll be quality over quantity for you. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that was really all step number one was asking ourselves those questions. It's obviously a little bit the, the longest step. That's one that takes a little bit more time. I encourage you to really grab a journal and think about these things, write these things out. Um, and I think if, uh, because this happened to me when, when you sent me um, kind of the questions and stuff we were going to go over, there was a little bit of a hesitation and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. But again, you guys, it is a little uncomfortable because I think once you put it out there, you almost kind of have a little bit of accountability. And honestly, I mean, I think us putting it out there on video on the podcast, it's going to hold ourselves accountable even more. So if it if it makes you feel a little uneasy, I would really challenge you to go ahead and do it because it does make you uneasy. And even go further, you can even share it with a friend or whoever you're traveling with because in that way, when you set those clear intentions ahead of time, you, you kind of put it out there in the universe to where, you know, you can really see if you held yourself accountable or not, as opposed to if you don't have any plan, well, what, what is the saying? It's like, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and it really does come. Um, it, it's very true. Yeah, exactly. But so really, we're going to actually take the answers that we really were putting out there for those questions, because those really were, are meant to be exploratory questions. They're meant to just get you thinking about things that you might not normally think about before a trip. But 
Once we have those questions answered, now we can move on to step number two, which is actually setting a health-related goal or intention. And I say goal or intention because I think it's important to consider that, you know, goals oftentimes have these like this feeling around it where it just feels a little bit more rigid. It feels a little bit more like, I don't know, something that people don't really want to do when they're thinking about like a vacation where they want to unwind and they want to just not think about things. That's where sometimes I actually prefer the word intention because again, that goes back to like, what is the intention for this vacation or this trip? How do you want to feel when you get home? How flexible can you be? Like, what does progress look like for you from the past trips? Just helps you bring all that stuff in, tie it all together, put a little nice bow on it to be able to essentially say, this is what I am actually going to do. These are the actions I'm going to take in order to have that result. So for me, this, you know, what I really want for this trip, essentially my goals, my intentions for this are going to be around, if you couldn't pick up on that, again, it's around quality and around moderating my quality. So it's not to say that I'm not going to have alcohol, but it is to say that I'm not going to overdo it and wake up hungover the next day. So a goal that I'm setting for myself is to always have the one-to-one rule. We've talked about this before, but always pairing a glass of an alcoholic drink with a glass of water. So if I have my glass of sangria and I drink it up, I have to drink a full glass of water before I have my second glass of sangria. And I could have a third glass. I could have a fourth glass. I could have as many glasses as I want in that moment. I'm not going to restrict myself, but I have to drink a glass of water between each. And what that's going to do is it's going to slow my intake down. So I don't drink quite as much as I would if I was just drinking the sangria. And because it's slowing me down, it's likely going to limit the amount I drink in total. And it's just going to keep me hydrated. So I don't really, uh, it's less likely to wake up hungover the next day. Yeah. And we just booked our paella and sangria class last night. You so guys, excited. I am so pumped. <laughs> and then the other really like goal I have, which is a little bit more loose, a little bit less of like a true, um, I guess, rule you could say. And that's more so of just going to be aware of the amount of essentially like foreign, unusual foods that I'm eating. And that's really just to stay aware of the total stress that I'm putting on my GI system because I don't want to just get progressively more and more bloated throughout the trip and then find myself, you know, halfway into the trip feeling physically terrible, not wanting to do the things that we're talking about doing, not wanting to go on the excursions. I want to continue to feel good. I want to be taking photos and feeling good about how I'm going to look in the photos, not having to worry about like, oh God, I probably just look horrible and bloated. You know, I have a baby belly because of all this bloat in my, you know, from the foods I'm consuming. No, I want to feel good. I want to feel confident. So in order to get that way, I need to just moderate. So I'm really going to keep in mind trying to limit the unusual foods to really less than 50% of my intake per day. So if over the course of the day, maybe for breakfast, I have a little bit more of like a normal meal. I have some fruits and I have just a, maybe like some oatmeal that we're going to make in our Airbnb. But then maybe for lunch, I have some um, gluten-free croissants with some... <laughs> I swear, <laughs> if, if we don't eat you all these tur- croissants... Honestly, if you want, turn this podcast or this YouTube video into a drinking game. Drink every sangria time every time we say croissant. croissant. And you're going to be toasted. <laughs> Um, but you know, just like to kind of further that it's like, maybe I have the gluten-free croissant with my lunch and I have that with some, you know, local meats and cheeses. And these are things that I wouldn't normally have. I don't normally have a lot of, um, like the 
the gluten-free types of breads. I don't normally have the cheeses. So like those are going to be things I need to keep in mind while I'm going to enjoy them. I'm going to relax. They are going to add a little bit of stress on my GI tract. So then maybe my next snack that afternoon is going to be something a little bit more simple, a little bit more like easy to digest. And then maybe for dinner, I might relax a little bit and have, you know, some wine and some gluten-free pasta or something. Yeah. Like I want to have that flexibility, but I want to moderate in total what that's going to look like. Do you think you'll try, um, what is it? Uh, is it escargot? Which one's the snails? I, I don't think I will be. No. I think we got to try it. I don't know, babe. <sighs> I don't know. They're, I think they're gluten-free, I think. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. It's, it's not the gluten-free part of it it's that I'm snail concerned part. about. <laughs> we got to give it a try. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I love those goals. I think they're they're great, Vanessa. For me, um, I think I have three, maybe four. So number one, right off the bat that came to mind, and, and you're really good about this. So I, I like that I'm traveling with you, not because I, I love you, but because of this as well. Um, <laughs> uh, it's the water intake. So I know I've, I've noticed even when I'm at home, so I keep like my water container, um, I'm kind of showing it on the camera, but um, even at home on the weekends when I don't stay on top of the water, I tend to uh, like crave some more processed foods along the way, or I, try, I tend to notice that I'm extra hungry. And I think at times I might not even be hungry. I might just be thirsty, which is why, you know, like I, I, I want to stay on top of that. So that's going to be number one. And then number two, it's going to be uh, eating plenty of protein. So I want to make sure that with every meal that I'm having, I'm, I have a good source of protein, whether that's, you know, the, the meats from like the, the marketplaces or whatever we go to or at lunch or dinner or whatever. But I want to have a good source of protein because not only does it help me stay full longer, but it also just kind of helps me stay away from the cravings or the foods that aren't necessarily as high in protein and they're just more uh, naturally, you know, higher in fats and, and carbs. So uh, those are the big ones. And then number three, I really want to stay away from uh, grazing all day. And instead, I'd like to have three really good meals. So a good breakfast, a good lunch, and a good dinner. And what I mean by that is, again, having a good source of protein, a good source of carbs, and uh, a good source of fat. So having three balanced meals throughout the day, and I'm sure we'll be walking around, and you know, if I want to try something at a, a, a chocolate shop or an ice cream uh, shop, I can do that. But again, staying really true to having three meals per day instead of I'm going to snack on some things here and there, and then next thing you know, I really didn't eat a whole ton of quality foods, but I ate a lot of quantity that wasn't necessarily going to help me feel my best. I like that goal. That's a good one. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that brings us then to essentially set number three. And we're going to move this through this one a little bit more quickly because I know we've talked a lot about this stuff already. But number three is really just to create our eating and movement plan. And, you know, when it comes to vacations and travel, like personally, if you guys haven't noticed, we tend to really kind of plan this stuff out as far as like what we're going to be eating. Like we've already made a lot of reservations at restaurants and like spread that out so that we can have that plan and we can keep in mind where we're going to be a little bit more indulgent versus where we're going to maybe eat some of the stuff that we're going to be making in our Airbnb. And that's the kind of thing where we have to just be aware of balancing the indulgence versus balancing out, making sure we're giving our body the right nutrients it needs to sustain our energy for the full 10 days. Make sure that we are feeling physically good as well. 
and you know, we also make plans for like what we're going to bring versus what we're going to essentially buy when we get there, because this is why we personally like to choose to stay in Airbnbs is that we can have a kitchen or a kitchenette with a fridge and a stove Just and actually make convenient. some of the things that we like to make. But we also pack a lot of our own snacks, protein bars, protein powders, different things that we like to have just as essentially like extra resources with things. And then, you know, when it comes to our movement plan, we don't really have as much of one for this trip because for various reasons, you know, personally, I haven't been training at all in general the last few months. So for me, it's not a break from my training. So it's not necessarily something I have to consider as much. You know, I might do some yoga in the mornings to just help open up my body. You know, after a long day of traveling, I want to open my hips up a little bit, things like that to help me feel good. But personally, it's not really something I have to consider right now. But that being said, you know, there are vacations, there are trips where we do factor those things in a little bit. You know, like when we're traveling other times, we might go and scope out what is a gym that we can drop into, or we might bring some resistance bands and do a little bit of, of movement at home. For this trip, particularly because it's Europe, because this is truly more of like a once in a lifetime vacation for us, we're just going to really want to make sure that we spend as much time as we can truly enjoying the trip. And we're going to allow for that break from our fitness plan. And that's okay. Taking a break from training can actually be good for you. For like somebody like Omar, who's been training really intensely him taking this 10 days off is actually probably going to help his body. There's going to be a little bit of that super compensation effect where that recovery time is actually going to help him grow more muscle, help him come back from the trip, able to go right back into training a little bit more energized and less fatigued so that he can actually get more out of the following week once we get home. Yeah. And we've planned a good bit of activities that are outside. So there's going to be a ton of walking. So it's not like we're going to be in an Airbnb, not moving. We'll probably get a ton of steps. Um, and I know like for me, yeah, I'm definitely bringing uh, maybe a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball just so I can like really kind of give myself a, a, a good stretch. Um, like I tend to have lower back issues. So sitting in a plane for six, seven hours is not going to be pretty, but having some bands or some lacrosse balls or tennis balls just to help you stretch and get a good, um, like you said, a good way to start your day in the mornings is perfect. Yep. And then finally, that takes us all the way to step number four, which is we actually enroll our support system in our goals. And what I mean by that is, you know, we both have coaches. We both both work with coaches here at VGFN. And both of us have talked with our coaches about what our plans are. We've helped We've like essentially let them help us yeah. flesh out what we want to get out of the trip, what goals we want to set, what do we want to accomplish here. And that's what helps us essentially stay accountable. But I mean, for us particularly too, not only do we share this stuff with each other, but you know, we share it with you guys. This is part of why we want to have this podcast is because we're putting it out there into the world for our own self-accountability as well. And it, hopefully this all was really helpful for you, but you know, Regardless, I think it's really important to have somebody in your life that you can share what you want to get out of. Because even if it's as simple as just letting your significant other know what it is that you want to work on with this trip, it's going to help them know how they can support you and telling them straight up, hey, this is what I need from you. This is how you can support me on this trip so that I can come back feeling the way I want to feel. That's what ultimately is going to allow you to have the success because people can't help you if they don't know how you want to be helped. Yeah, and we've experienced that in the past to where like, you know, if I feel like Vanessa wants to have, you know, a, another margarita or maybe some fried food or whatever that looks like, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it just because she wants to. And then she's in fact thinking that I want to do it. So, and in reality, neither one of us want to do it. And then we're like, I just wanted to do it because I thought you were going to enjoy it or I thought you were going to, you know, like that food or whatever. And then you're like, had we communicated and really expressed, you know, our intentions or goals and really what success would have looked like for us, 
maybe we would have gone to a whole different restaurant and we both would have been happier. But it, again, it comes to you just expressing, you know, all this stuff with your partner or whoever it is you're traveling with, or if you're, you know, traveling alone, then just maybe writing it down and just being honest with yourself about what it is that you want to get out of your trip. Yeah, exactly. So that's our plan for us before we go and that we can come back feeling healthy, feeling energized. You know, for Omar, he's been on this cut, so he wants to still feel physically good. For me, I'm not necessarily having any kind of body composition goal, so I'm not worried about, you know, weight gain. Like, I've I've gained weight over the last few months, and it's been a good and thing I'm for okay my health. And I'm okay with gaining weight, too. Like, I mean, I understand that, you know, two, three, four pounds, that's five, five pounds. I don't even know what that'll look like, but I know that because I put in so much time and effort into it, when I come back, you know, I'll start back in my own habits, routines, and that extra weight will flush out eventually. Yeah, exactly. And that's the important thing to consider. So it's really not even necessarily to say it's about um, having weight goals in mind. It's about having health goals. And, yeah. and again, going back to how do you actually want to feel when you come back? And that's what we're considering. And that's what we're allowing guide our intentions and our goals for the trip. So if you did enjoy this episode, please go ahead, just share it on your Instagram story. Let others know, tag us so that we can see, and then be sure to follow us along on our journeys right now. As you're listening to this, we're probably in Europe. So go and check out, see what we're up to. See how many um, croissants we're eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably a lot. Um, but send me a message. I'm on Instagram at Vanessa G Fitness, and we will be back with another episode next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.